Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, why Chris Jones deserves some more hardware this year. Early returns on Trent McDuffie and the Chiefs still in the Odell Beckham Jr. sweepstakes. Special guests include Michael Massey at 1030 and Nate Taylor at 1. Now two guys who got absolutely wasted at Creed's charity event last night. Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. Welcome in on a Tuesday. It is Cody and Gold. We will talk about the Creed Humphrey event last night over at uh, Boulevard Brewing Company. Thanks again to them for having us out there. We did not get we did not get wasted. That's why if you notice Nick was invited and he thought better not to show up because I don't know if he would have been able to have said the same thing. I'm protecting myself from myself. That's smart. Look, you know your limitations. You knew that if you were in that environment, it may not have been good for you. So you didn't, you didn't, we invited you, by the way. I don't people think we're what a jerks. jerk. Just we not showing up. Yeah, to we invited, invited event. For I did not show thing. up. I declined the invite. Well, that's not showing up. So I have to say yes to everything I'm invited to. We just to. thought you would want to be part of that. It was a technically a show kind of event. I mean, I think you it's know? nice. Did you have something going on? Did you have, or were you just jacket shopping at Macy's or something? I was working <laughs> on show stuff. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry that going out and showing my face in public just so I can get attention is less important to me than working on the show. You know, the thing that actually puts food on our tables. You don't want to have that conversation, though, do you? I guess not. What were you doing? Were you really working on show stuff? Yes. You know what I was doing, actually. So I don't know why you're asking this question now. We've talked about it at length hmm. in the pre-show meeting. Okay. Okay. We will get to uh, the event last night that we, we were part of out at Boulevard coming up a little bit later on. Also, our NFL insider, Michael Massey from the Kansas City Royals. That's at 1030. Of course, he's filling in for Vinny Pasquantino, who is still in Italy. And Michael Massey promised us something last week. Michael Massey said, hey, by the time I come back on the show next week, I will have some Vinny Pasquantino scoop, some dirt on Vinny Pasquantino. So Michael Massey will not only talk some NFL with us, we're going to find out if he can deliver, if he can deliver some of that scoop around 1030. So what I was told in speaking to Michael Massey last night was that the bombshell report that he is going to be bringing to us here in about 30 minutes, he thinks could cause Vinny Pasquantino to ask for a trade. <laughs> or wow, even worse, it may cause him to just never come back from Italy oh. and just stay there and play for the Italian Professional League for the rest wow. of his career. He thinks it's that juicy of a story. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll all learn together around 1030 today when Michael Massey joins us to talk some NFL and about that as well. But let's let's start with Chris Jones. You mentioned it, though, Nick, in, in the intro. Chris Jones is off to a hell of a start here in 2022 so much so that it has some people thinking bigger picture with him too i'll make this very simple chris jones should be one of the three defensive player of the year front runners wow we should be discussing him alongside players like micah parsons or zadarius smith or whoever you think deserves to be in that conversation outside of it but you absolutely should not be having that conversation without mentioning chris jones He's on pace for 13 and a half sacks. We know his career high is 13 and a half. He's been great the entire year. I mean, there has been no more consistent defensive player in the entire NFL or more consistently dominant defensive player in the entire NFL. Before you're going to tell me he's barely top 10 in sacks, a good reminder of that is not a single of the guys ahead of him on the list is an interior defensive lineman. 
So all the nine guys you're going to mention who have more sacks than Chris Jones play the edge or play linebacker. They are designed pass rushers. He is an interior defensive lineman in putting up these stats. So, look, he's having an incredible season. We've been talking about this for the last couple weeks in particular. I think even when the sacks aren't there, which they are now, especially after what he did on Sunday, he's a game wrecker. He blows up plays. He leads to some of the success that guys like Carlos Dunlap have had the last couple of weeks as well. It's helped Karloftis. It certainly has helped to have Colin Saunders and Derek Nottie there on the inside. He's a game wrecker, and he should be an all-pro candidate, an all-pro. Normally, there's really only one spot for it because Aaron Donald always takes the other one, right? Normally, there's one spot for it. So I think, for me, it's what's realistic is give him the all-pro this year. I'm just being a realist on the defensive player of the year. What you're saying is not wrong. He is pacing better than he did the year he set his career high, which was 15 and a half sacks. As in he's further ahead at this so, time than he was? Because he's yeah. on pace for 13 and a half sacks. Correct. He had less at this stage. Yep. So on pace for 13 and a half, but he had five sacks through nine games back in 2018 in the year that he had 15 and a half, if that makes sense. So he, he's in better shape on his own doing than he was in 2018. He should be an all pro this year. You're correct on the positional value and how we judge this. I just think the unfortunate reality on the defensive player of the year award is that unless you are a sack leader or someone that's going to have nine interceptions, that's just not going to win you the award. Aaron Donald won it with 13 and a half sacks. Aaron Donald. Though, he won it two years before that with 20 and a half, but he won yeah. it with 13 and a half sacks. Yeah. But Aaron Donald just, everybody knows for sure that he's a generational player. Nobody disputes it. It's just narrative factors into this. This is voted on by the media, fair or not. Like there's something to be said, like everybody just naturally looks at Aaron Donald. He automatically every season starts way higher. Chris Jones, unfortunately has so much more ground to make up than everybody else. When it comes to the narrative, I can just tell you where the odds are telling you right right now. If you want to put money on Chris Jones, go do it. It's 40 to one right now, right? Micah Parsons is minus two fifty. Nick Bosa plus 700. Judon, who does lead the league in sacks, that guy is only 10 to 1. He's he's far off the pace and he's leading the league in sacks. So I, I, I hate, like, it sounds like I'm being negative here. Like, Chris Jones, I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, in fact, when Dusty filled in for you, he was mentioning that, you know, he's not doing enough out there or he's not, you know, he has his lack of success in the playoffs. And I'm like, hey, you don't have to have sacks to make an impact in the game. He is getting the sacks. He is the best player on the field a lot of times in these football games. But the reality of winning defensive player of the year, he's, he's not going to win that, Cody. He's not winning that this year. We even made the bet last year when we thought he was going to have more opportunities. I don't think it's crazy. I, yeah. I, I know that you're saying it doesn't happen very often. I'm not going to try to go out here and deny that from you because it doesn't. It is not super common that a defensive tackle wins defensive player of the year. Matter of fact, pretty much the list is be Aaron Donald or be a pass rusher, or lead the league in interceptions. In the last decade, it's basically be a Watt or be Aaron Donald. If you're one of those two things, you're giving yourself a really great chance at winning that award. Either be a Watt or be Aaron Either Donald. Either one of the Watts. Really, 67 I, I, Except 70%. for Derek. Actually, Derek Watkins. He's the, Watkins he's the number one rated pro football focused defender in all of football. He, at his position, leads in sacks, leads in forced fumbles. He's one of the most def- dominant defensive players in the NFL. Yeah, Why can't getting, they he, get enough juice he, he, without a big name at the top? Because you're telling me that it's well, not going to be Michael Judon. Parsons is a pretty big name at the top. No, I'm just, I, you know, like Judon in, in the sack department. Like if somebody else is going to win the sack department anyway, I think some of, I think his big, you know what his biggest hurdle is, is that he's not the best defensive player in the best defense. 
which is what the Cowboys and Micah Parsons has going for him. He can make the argument that I'm a part of one of the best defensive units in all of football. I'm on one of the better teams like the MVP race. I'm on one of the best defenses. I'm on one of the best teams, and I'm the best player on that team. To me, that's that's the biggest flaw that Chris Jones has because nobody, everybody views him as a dominant defensive player like Aaron Donald. They just don't view the Chiefs' offense as being or defense as being dominant. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. I, I think that's the other challenge, though. And it's like, look, go ahead. If you want to, if you want to make a bet at forty to one, and you think there's great value, I think where where I'm at is, I agree with you that he should be getting more attention for it. That he shouldn't be sitting there as the three six eighth best odds to win it. That's crazy. I'm with you there. But you're not winning this award. Man. You're a hater. Go ahead and give Why? Me some, Why ahead. would you do this? Are, you're a Chiefs go, hater. Go ahead and give me some money if, you're, if you want to make the bet with me directly because he's just not going to win it, guys. Well, okay, but he, you, two he, weeks ago you picked the against season, the Chiefs versus the Bills and, and now and this. It was cor- and it was correct. And now way. this. It's and not about being correct. It's about being a Kansas Cityan. No, but I'm not just blind. This, this is, is like, hold on. No, you once gave me a really hard time on this show when I said that the Chiefs first down thing was the same as the Broncos thing, and you're like, why are you even bringing that up? We're in Kansas City. Defend Chiefs stuff. So just blindly defend oh, Chris Jones. Oh, wow. The tables. No, that one really still bugged Cody, you can tell, because he brought it up Look pretty quickly. That, that I needed still, something in my defense here. That yeah. one from a month ago clearly still bugged Cody. I do think you're being a Chiefs hater. No, uh, if anything, normally I'm accused of being too optimistic. So the one time where I'm not You've overcorrected. That, You've no. overcorrected. I mean, That's I, what it is. Do you think... Nick doesn't even legitimately think he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year either. So See, how come you always do this about me when it's, <laughs> when it's Cody's <laughs> argument? You, you just argue the merit of his argument. No, when it's me, I, I you he, accuse me of being insincere and not, I, look, not believing what I'm saying. I think Cody's bringing up good points of why he should be getting more attention. He shouldn't be the eighth most likely guy to win it this year. I'm just telling you, before the season started, if we were all being honest with ourselves, and I said, hey, give me the case for Chris Jones to win Defensive Player of the Year, every single one of us would have said, well, he's going to have to like lead the league in sacks. And he's not. So, like, why are we changing? He's not way off. Why are we moving the goalposts? Counterpoint. I, I hate this argument because it makes it seem like I am being a hater. If anything, and just, now you're yelling. You just, now you're just, yelling at us for just, being Chiefs fans, basically. <laughs> just last week on this show, Cody and I were going back and forth about guys like Carl Loftus or Chris Jones not having the big statistical showings. And I was saying, look, he's still having a great year. And suddenly today I'm being told that. I'm the one not giving Chris Jones enough love. This is funny how quickly it changes. And now you're, Hold on, I've never you're been critical us, of Chris Jones. And now season. you're berating us, Chiefs fans, real bur- Chiefs fans. Look, if you want to bet on him, go for it. He's not winning. Sorry, that's all I'm saying. He should be. I the believe all, in him he personally. The, he should be the All Pro this year. He should finally get the All Pro nod. He should finish in that top four or five of it if he keeps on this path. But he's not winning the award. Let's stop. It's not just about the counting numbers either. It's he is. That's what I've been telling you. It's not. That was literally the argument last week I gave you. He is putting games away. It's he is icing games. The pass rush has been icing games for the Chiefs. You can go back to the Chargers game. They did the same thing uh, against the Titans last week. They did the same thing this week. This pass rush is winning games down the stretch, which we've yeah. never said. And that's why we're all excited about this defense. And that's why he's having a great season. Mm-hmm. You realize that, like, for example, in the MVP race, yeah. only one guy is going to win it. I don't know if you know that's so, how it works. Okay, so, so usually, usually. Alex, uh, I'm so going to so I'm I'm go here. easy on you. I'm going to go easy on you here. Let because, well, okay. One guy, you're going to like this. <laughs> one, guy, one guy is going to win MVP usually. Um and that doesn't mean last year we didn't think suddenly that Patrick Mahomes had a terrible season and he wasn't any good because he didn't win. Aaron Rodgers won it. Mahomes didn't this year. Mahomes is the front runner, clearly. Doesn't mean Tua is having a terrible season. Chris Jones having a great season. He's just not going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Well, That's all I'm so, saying. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. Um, 
when indiv- when you vote on individual awards, and right now we're talking about the MVP, I'm just going to think of another random individual football award. The first one that comes to mind, the Heisman. Okay, mm, and with the Heisman, oftentimes the guy <laughs> with the best stats doesn't. This isn't is the Heisman. Sorry, doesn't. Man. We're talking winning. NFL, not Heisman voters. Okay, okay. How about this? If if you don't have an individual vote for a prestigious football award. You don't really know. Like, do you honestly understand how the voting process works? That's a fair question to be asked. And you're saying you do because you, you, you have do to have the moments. You have to have the MVP moments. You have to have those moments yeah. that you remember. And Chris Jones keeps coming up with big time moments, big time situations. Ipso facto, the award's his. That's the award's not his exactly to lose. not how it works for a defense well, player. Well, it really, in a way, there's though, also not, in a way, though, isn't it? There's also not 800 people voting on it like there are for the Heisman. There's, I think, 53 or so voting on MVP. You need and more voters. You need more voters for the Heisman because there's so many more players to cover. More 50s, 50s, not enough. No, 800's that perfect magic number. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they've they have perfected the science behind picking, and you know, <laughs> they, they never get it wrong. The NFL gets it wrong all the time. <laughs> I'm just saying, based on, go guys, seriously, go go on FanDuel right now. Go go put go put some money on. I already did. You're we, so hey, confident. Go hey, guess it. what? Can you, you send me the screenshot? Yeah, of that? you went to the restroom and we emptied out the rest the, of the show fund. Yeah, can you? Just, and it's all on Chris yeah, Jones. It's all on Chris Jones. Jones. Can you guys just give me the screenshot of it real quick, if you don't mind? You know, in the gambling world, this is this is what we call value play gold. No. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, you know, forty to is. one. That's value. Ne- yeah, never going to get not, better odds. Not, not value when he's not going to win it. <laughs> there's not a hedge up. This isn't this isn't a team like, hey, there's a team that's got good value at 30 to one to win the Super Bowl, and I can hedge if they get to the title game. There is no like finalist for the defensive player. They don't announce like in three weeks. Hey, by the way, he's one of the three finalists, and now you're like, wow, I got him at great value. That's not how awards work in the NFL. Gold, so would no, you or no. would you not agree that there's a quote lot of football left to be played this year? There is, yeah. And, and, if and Chris so, Jones, so there are no series Chris, of events that could lead to Chris Jones winning one. this award. There's one. There's one. Mm-hmm. And you know what it is because we would have all said at the beginning what, of the season. What is he it? needs to lead the league in sacks? So if he does that, then yes. What if he finishes a half a sack behind the league? Oh, no, okay. Well, now, now we want to just we're going to go real. What if he just yeah. finishes ahead of yeah. Micah Parsons? No, that's not good enough. He needs to lead the league in sacks. We're talking about defensive player of the year, not just dude had a great year. Yeah, but Micah Parsons not going to lead the league yeah, in sacks, and, and he's the Jones, favorite to win defensive player Aaron of the year. Jones Why can't he just finish above him? Aaron Jones didn't, or Aaron Donald didn't think lead Micah, the league in sacks every single year that he won pe- defensive player of the year. Also, he did one half of the time. Cody already answered this. I'll let, if I can answer it for him again, even though he already knows the answer, which is Micah Parsons on the de- best defense or so, or top four defense in football. What, so if, the chief, what if the Chiefs are on, on a, a top five defense? Oh, if, by it, the if end the, the Chiefs somehow in the next nine weeks become the number one, what if they defense? just start running up seven points a game? All of a sudden, it's seeming much more likely that Chris Jones is going to win this award. Wait, so you, no, so just, we're going to do the show fund. We're going to put it all stop. on Chris Jones for defensive player of the year. Yeah, boom, boom. Okay, done. Solved. I got to stop trying to have too realistic of a conversation. Majority vote. Hmm. We are video Tuesday. streaming the show as always. Uh, and now we can say as always working. Uh, the last two days. It's always now. Uh, I am pitch black on camera. If you're watching, turn, we'll get that. You you turn the light, light on. Yeah. You pop know, that light we'll, on. What are you we'll doing? My guy. We'll go ahead and get that fixed. Do you, at are, some point. is it that gold was getting lots of compliments? You weren't. And now, now you're trying to go out of your way to not make him look as good. Cody. Is that what this is about? I doubt that is what it's about. <laughs> I doubt that's what it's about. Okay, it looks like you're in a bat cave over there. It is dark outside. It's a little cloudy outside. Maybe that's part of it, you know? There we go. There we go. Better. And now I'm a ghost Nick. again. So perfect. <laughs> that's what it was. That's what it was. You know Listen, what it is? You look fine, man. 
honestly, it's because of the way this room is set up. Either gold can be a little bit brighter, or I can look like a ghost. Those are those are really our only two choices. Gold can be in the pitch black by himself. Everybody wondering what his facial features look like, or I can be as bright as day. Which I think we'll choose the latter, at least at the moment. I'm going to start pointing this one directly at your face. Why? Why? <laughs> that way we both look too bright. It makes sense for both of us. No, that actually doesn't make any sense at all unless you just want someone else to look as bad as you. Yeah, if you want to watch the stream, you can go on Facebook, you can go on Twitter, you can go on Twitch, you can go on YouTube. That's where you could find 610 Sports KC. That's the that's the username on, on all those accounts if you do want to watch us on video as well. And later on in the show, Nate Taylor from The Athletic will be in studio with us in the 1 o'clock hour. So, yeah, you'll, you'll get we'll a We'll steal Nick's camera and we'll put it on Nate. Yeah, Nick will actually be happy, I think. Then he can just scarf down some pizza or sausages. If I can make it that whatever. long. To 1 o'clock? Yeah, that's, that's a long time it from is. now. It is. Uh, let's keep talking defense, though, here. I mean, that is kind of the theme. Uh, we didn't talk as much about them yesterday, given the, the performance from Kadarius Tony and then the injury, unfortunately, to Juju Smith-Schuster. We were talking about on the defensive line with Chris Jones, but we, we kind of see more and more reasons to believe that Trent McDuffie is going to be the real deal. I mean, he I thought had his first big test of his very young career. Because they've got decent play. wide receivers. Yeah, like there's the one play in particular that stands out, of course, they were taking a deep shot down the field. And he he was beat a little bit, but he made up, you know, he was he, he beat slightly and he made up for it. It was able to bat the ball away. That was the first play where like, oh, he went out and flat out had to go and make a play. The other times he'd been such uh, effective, uh, so effective in coverage, right, that they hadn't been throwing his way. Well, this game with Trevor Lawrence, they threw his way and he had to go out and make some plays. And he did. And so I thought that was a really good sign, just trying to get his confidence up. And I think, frankly, fan base confidence up and what he can be. We know the team loves him. They drafted, you know, they, 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 they drafted him and traded up. And now we're seeing maybe some of those reasons for it already flashing. I think the, the best sign here for me is if this is the floor, then we might really have something here. But when I told you, like, it doesn't seem as crazy, does it? After you've seen him play in a full game, two full games, Gold, the comment that said he could be their best coverage corner by the time the season ends you see it now a little don't you like I think most fans have to be seeing it a little at this stage because when you watch him play he looks like their best cover corner he looks the part and he's had pretty much no experience he's barely been on the field and if it is to be that this is the way that it goes moving forward then this is the floor like if this is the floor then how much higher can the kid play because that's really all we're asking at this point to me he already looks like a very above capable NFL corner he looks more talented than the other rookie corners because he looks like he has kind of special skill sets that you know like well the other guys hold their own and do a good job he seems to be even a better athlete than I was you know than than those guys are at this stage I think there's a chance that he's great like I know that I just said I think he's their best cover corner by the end of the year and I stand by that but in the very brief time of watching him play, I think there's a chance he's great because he does show some of those early signs of corners that just are that way. You know what? They just don't throw at him. That's the best sign. Not ever, but they throw at him less than the other corners. They chose to pick on Legereus Sneed for a majority of that game instead of Trent McDuffie. They did. It's, it's such a small sample size. It's hard to say, like, he's, you know, he's one of those guys yet. But the ceiling is there. I mean, the, the, the ceiling is, is very high for him. That's why the Chiefs drafted him where where they did, and the early returns have been really, really promising. Like, it's just, we're still, what are we up to now, nine quarters? 
of of or excuse me, uh, ten quarters or so of yeah, of it's play. limited. So it's such a small like I, I don't want to go go crazy yet and and say wow he's going to be one of those top tier shutdown corners. I think that's a bit much right this second. Um, but everything he's done to this point in time, there's no reason to believe that what you're saying is not still in the cards of what he can be in this league and to where you were saying, hey, by the time we get to the end of the regular season, can he be one of those type of guys heading into the postseason? Yeah, that that's still that's still a possibility. And there's the more great than thing time. is it's, it's better than the opposite. <laughs> We'd be talking 12 quarters, 10 quarters of uh, of him struggling. No, he's 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 stepped right in despite not playing a whole lot. He's fully healthy now, and, and we're seeing his ability out there. I know that some of this comes back to – because, you know, initially we would have thought um, part of the reason that they had let go of all those veteran corners just slowly throughout the offseason and training camp and then in the season when they let go of Rashad Fenton. It's easy to make that about Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams, and it is about those guys to a point. But I don't think you do any of that unless you're confident that McDuffie is who he is. I don't think you just hand over the keys to the secondary – to a seventh and a fourth rounder, if you don't think the first rounder is great. Like, I think it does all circle back to that guy and his play in order to feel confident you can make those moves. And then you watch him play, and he looks like that guy. That, to me, is what stands out. It's some, you know, like, we, we've watched enough NFL at this point. You can tell the people who stand out on the field. You're like, and then McDuffie making that diving stop down the sideline. And even on the pass that he let a reception up. He was all over him. He's in everyone's hip pocket. I've yet to see Trent McDuffie standing in an area five yards away from his defender. And at some point he will. Of course. But in this early going, there has been no sign of that, which is what's giving me this kind of confidence. I still circle the game uh, that I think it was Nate Taylor, actually, when we were discussing his performance last week. And Nate had brought up Cincinnati. And that's in a couple weeks. That's going to be the real, real test. Jamar Chase may be back from injury. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow. Yeah, and Jamar Chase presents size issues in addition to his just already high level of greatness. That's going to be the fun one to watch from uh, McDuffie and this entire young secondary. Well, it's not Cooper Cup anymore because he might not even play two weeks from now against Kansas City. Yeah, and we know it's this Sunday. Keenan Allen's going to be out, and Mike Williams is still hurt. We'll see where their status is as the week goes on. But, yeah, it's really that Cincinnati game where the the real test is going to come for that entire – from, hey – if he can stand with T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and those guys, then you're feeling really, really good. We'll get to our NFL insider, Michael Massey from the Kansas City Royals here in about eight minutes or so. He's filling in for Vinny Pasquantino. But last night we were at Boulevard. We want to thank them for having us out there. Creed Humphrey's tailgate gala, along with the KC pet project, uh, of course, raising money for the great work that they do over there. And we had a chance to, to kind of host the, the Q and a with Creed. It was great to see, uh, his family and uh, some of his teammates out there. The entire offensive line was there supporting him. It was it was funny. Nick Allegretti was there, and they had puppies that everybody could hold for photos with Creed, and and so they had that for what the first half hour or so. And I kid you not, uh, Nick Allegretti grabbed a puppy, and I think he just he held on to the puppy for like a half hour. Or so he didn't. He was walking around. With the I puppy think he dog. might have taken the I, puppy not, home, even though they're sure. not even available for adoption yet. They're not because they're too young. We're not sure. By the way, yeah, the cutest damn puppies possible were you considering getting a second dog I mean, for even a half a second yesterday when you were holding a puppy oh look I, i'm not gonna ever have two dogs at once so no but it was it was but you were like my dog's getting older if i did this not puppy's pretty cute no nah, if i didn't he's have, trying to trade it in nick if i did not <laughs> if i if i didn't have a dog then then it would have been very tempting but uh, i'm never gonna have two dogs at once no way one's enough one's in an enough, apartment but, specifically yeah that's like the thing be a but challenge. The, yeah the cutest dogs ever there and it was really cool event to to be part of, so we appreciate them. And I think we might have picked up a Cody Ingold garage sale item or two while we were there as well. There's all the specialized Creed merch. There was a Protect Your Tailgate pint glass. 
There was all kinds of, and then I, I have a, I have like a six foot tall Creed Humphrey cardboard cutout that exists. Mm-hmm. I imagine we could probably get signed by Creed at some I'm point. Sure, if I'm people sure. are interested in that. I did find it funny. We met, we met, we met Creed's family. So for the first time, Creed was there, but we met his mom, his dad, and his brother. And his dad just looks like the slightly <laughs> older version of him. Just <laughs> shorter hair, but it's just like, oh, his hair went gray. But that's Creed Humphrey's dad. You could have. You could have lined up every single person in the room, and you're like, that's Creed Humphrey's dad. And then his brother, you could have lined up every other person in the room, you're like, and that's his brother. <laughs> exactly. Like, they looked yeah. so similar. It was just like, yeah, no mystery there. Where, where's Creed's family? And you're like, that group, that's the one. There's Creed's brother. There's Creed's dad. We figured it out. Yeah, try, Cody tried to get a little scoop on Juju too. Real, real, I did. Cody yeah. tried to get a little, little scoop on Juju during the Q and A. No, during the Q and A, I was very, very fair question. What did you say? I said, "So is Juju okay?" That's pretty I much think his response. It. Was yeah, he's all right. I he think, said, "I think he's okay." Yeah, we got to see him after the game. Yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's the scoop right there. That's pretty much word for word what he said. Yeah, I think he's no, okay. Yeah. We got to see him after the game. That Great was, work. That was it. So, <laughs> breaking news here on the show. Nick, I do think that we need the video version of that sound effect for us to oh. click through on the broadcast anytime there's breaking news. <sighs> Feel right. That's going to be tough because <laughs> that means we're going to have to fire them simultaneously. Okay. So impossible. Got it. Yep. Okay. Well, it was worth it. It was fun while it lasted. This very yeah. brief conversation about how we could do it. Yes. People on the text line want to know if you if Cody walked out with a big gift bag that was for sponsors. Um, I didn't see it, so I can't confirm or deny. I don't know. Were there gift bags for sponsors? I didn't see them. I don't think I there might were. have considered it if I there were, but there were. But if there were, you would have taken one. They did give us a couple of pint glasses, and somebody who I assume worked to the building handed me a bottle of whiskey on the way out the door. So I assume that I'm I'm safe there. They handed it to me. Yeah. I didn't take it off of a, like How a pallet do? of things. So I've got it. That was probably clear. some vagrant who also snuck in, and they were like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, you want to help me boost this stuff?" <laughs> the six the six glass man. It's good stuff. Appreciate that. All right, coming up next, our NFL insider, Michael Massey, going to join us. He's filling in for Vinny Pasquantino. Not only has he promised to talk NFL with us, he has promised to give us some scoop on Vinny Pasquantino. Next. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino, this football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload of football (laughs) tweets. First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, It's go time. 610 Sports Radio. Back here on Cody and Gold, just getting started on a Tuesday. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwert with you. We'll get to Nick's little notes here in about 15 minutes or so. As you guys know, on Tuesday, it is when we check in with our NFL insider, but Vinny Pasquantino still hanging out in Italy. I saw something on his Instagram. He's wearing the hotel robe. We got a lot to catch up on with Vinny, of course, now going to be part of uh, Team Italy for the World Baseball Classic as well. And he has his teammate, Michael Massey, filling in for him. So Michael Massey joining us here on Cody and Gold again for the second week in a row as our NFL insider. But Michael, before we even get to NFL, before we get to what happened to your Chicago Bears against the Lions, you promised us something last week. You, You promised us some scoop on Vinny. I did, um, and I promise you I'm not sitting in my robe in Chicago right now. I'm fully clothed. Um, but uh, the talk in the clubhouse over the years has been, why is Vinny Pasquantino from Richmond, Virginia, a New York Jets fan? And it's, I mean, before we get, it's a super elaborate reason, and it, it might take the whole 10 minutes to explain, but 
uh, we got to talking one day and then he, uh, we were asking family ties if anybody's from New York or New Jersey and, and no one is. And, um, there used to be a quarterback that played for the Jets named Vinny Testaverde. And, uh, that's the story. <laughs> so that's just... That is why Vinny Pasquantino is a New York Jets fan, because the quarterback, when he was growing up, had the same first name. Just because it was Vinny. So, that, so yeah, I'm sure you're a huge... Just because someone's name is Michael, that's where you, you would put your fan allegiance to. That, that, if I had a story to explain uh, <laughs> Vinny's thought process, that would, be, that would be the best one. He's a really elaborate guy. Um, does not like to keep things simple at all. I mean, it it seems like it would be, I don't know. I mean, why why choose your fandom based on one guy named that? I guess you could have at that point chosen literally anyone to like Michael. Like, I guess Jordan would have been easy because you were already in Chicago, but there would have been a lot of choices for you. You know what? My perspective of Vinny's football knowledge significantly went down after I heard that story. It really. <laughs> but all he does is choose his fandom based on the teams that are available to him and the names that are available to him as well, I guess. And I hope the listeners keep that in mind uh, when he comes back to the show and he's talking about all the, you know, his expertise on the NFL. Um, you know, we got a guy picking his favorite team based on a, the name of a quarterback. So, I mean, should Vinny be worried, though? I mean, we're all familiar with the Wally Pipp story. I mean, should, mm-hmm. be, should he be a little concerned here? I mean, last week you, you came in pretty strong. Uh, we'll, we'll see how the rest of this, this appearance goes, but like, should he be concerned? I think he should. I mean, this is what happens when, when you're, uh, you're in a robe and you're in Italy and, and, you know, other people are back home grinding on the airways. Um, you know, Wally Pitt seems like a, a relevant story to me right now. Wow. Wow. I mean, look, after all this, we only just recently taught our producer about what Wally <laughs> Pipp means. So it feels like a big deal. I think you should probably be gunning for him. You should test your NFL insight against his so we can ask you some things about the NFL. We usually give Vinny the same courtesy. So I'll start here. The Chicago Bears are losing, Michael, but Justin Fields looks great for three consecutive games. Do the Bears have their quarterback? They do, and that is the only thing that matters in Chicago. Nobody cares if they go 3-14. and 14. Um, The search for a quarterback, obviously, since we drafted Trubisky ahead of Mahomes, and everyone always likes to talk about the 1985 Bears team as if it happened yesterday. Um, the Bears finally got the quarterback position right, it seems. Um, they have, I think, eight draft picks coming up in the in the next draft. Um, they finally have their first-round pick after we traded three of them away for Khalil Mack. So they haven't had a first-round pick in three years. Actually, yeah, our fields was the first one, but we traded away the next year's first-round pick. So four of the last five years, they haven't had a first-round pick. Um, and then they have over $100 million in cap space as well. So I, I think – Fans in Chicago are pretty excited about, you know, obviously not this year, but the fact that they have a quarterback, they have cap space. Uh, we finally have some draft picks back. So um, things seem to be pointing in the right direction. That being said, we have seen the Chicago Bears screw it up uh, many a times before. So we'll see. We'll, hopefully, uh, hopefully polls is, uh, is going to change that. Seems like it feels different, though, because even I know you were a big Mitchell Trubisky fan. Vinny's told us that numerous numerous times, including when he interviewed you on his own in the clubhouse after Trubisky's, I think it was a Monday night game or something it's, with the Steelers this year. So I know I know you, you probably bought into Trubisky, but it feels like watching Fields, because of that raw athleticism, it feels different with him, doesn't it? He seems like he's a guy that can do it on his own. Um, and, and that's been the big thing in Chicago. Like this, One of the reasons I was a big Trubisky fan is I actually don't think he's that bad of quarterback. 
But in Chicago, I've always hated the fact that they, they'll draft a quarterback and then they go spend all their draft picks and money on the defensive side of the football as if this is still a defensive league. I mean, you look around the league and you look at the best teams, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Ravens. I mean, it's all quarterback. If you don't have a good quarterback, it's, it's really difficult um, to win, I think, in this league because you're going to get in the playoffs. It's like when the, you know, I'm a Big Ten guy, and, and when the Big Ten goes and plays the, the, you know, the Pac-12 and the Rose Bowl, and they get down 10 to nothing in the first quarter, and all they can do is run the ball, um, it's, it's pretty hard to come back. So I, I think I think the – you know, and they've always done that. They've always gone defense, and, and they never give the quarterback any help. So they drafted Trubisky, and then they didn't go get him a receiver. They didn't go get him offensive linemen. Um, they changed offensive coordinators on twice. So it's like you, you kind of put the guy in a, in a bad spot to succeed, in my opinion. What are what's going to be next for the Chiefs? I want to ask you about some of the other teams and the things that happened. But for the Chiefs, they're now the top spot in the AFC. The Bills have fallen back a little bit. Are you pretty confident the Chiefs are going to hold on to that number one spot, or is this going to be one of those years that goes back and forth for the final eight weeks? Uh, if I'm a betting man, I'm going to put my money on Patrick Mahomes and uh, and Travis Kelsey. I, I think those guys have proven proven enough to to have my trust, and and I really do think that they're going to. They'll continue on, I think, and they'll steamroll the rest of their schedule. And, um, you know, the one thing I will say is I, I did look at, uh, and I did not look at the Chiefs' remaining schedule, but I looked at the Bills, and the Bills do get to play the Patriots twice. They get to play the Lions. They get to play the Bears. Um, and then they also get to play the Jets, which I know the Jets beat them, but uh, like I said, if I'm a betting man, I, I like the matchup of Josh Allen versus Zach Wilson. Uh, sorry, Benny. That Justin Jefferson catch, like that's uh, where where's that one stack up for you? That was uh, that was incredible. It, it kind of reminded me of the Odell Beckham one. Um, I don't know that it's the best catch, just because of the. I don't know that the moment was significant enough. I, I still think the uh, the Super Bowl catch. I think it was Tyrell, maybe David Tyrell, the guy from the Giants who yeah. had the helmet catch in the Super Bowl on fourth down. Um, I think that one still ranks above it because of the significance, but I, I think pure athleticism and like raw ability that that might have been the best catch I've ever seen yeah that David Tyree catch with it because it's a Super Bowl I think certainly has significance but that Justin Jefferson is all of a sudden the favorite to be the offensive player of the year again and I think that catch uh, went went, went a long way for that that's for sure are you taking the Vikings seriously seriously by the way you know it's hard for me to do that uh, after watching them for so long in the NFC North the Vikings seem to be a team that always puts together really really good and solid football teams but they're just never like Super Bowl contenders. They always play really well. They have a, you know, when there were 16 games, they always seem to go 10 and 6, 11 and 5, 9 and 7. They stay in games because they can run the ball. They play good defense. Um, you know, the only reason I'm taking them seriously is because I look at the rest of the NFC. And like I said, I'm a big quarterback guy, especially in the playoffs. Um, it just it reminds me of like in a playoff game in baseball, like who's on the mound? You know, that guy, the quarterback's going to touch the ball every single play in a playoff game. And, and so I just I look at the rest of the NFC, and there's really not a lot of matchups that scare me for the Vikings. Um, you know, obviously the Buccaneers with Brady can can catch fire at any time, but that clearly is a team that that has some some holes. And you look at the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Giants with Daniel Jones, who again they're playing well, but you know, 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo. There's just not a matchup there that necessarily scares me. It's not like it's Kirk Cousins versus Mahomes or Cousins versus Josh Allen, and. And that's why I kind of go with the Bills, to be completely honest. You know, like when I – I know they've lost two straight, but it's like you still got Josh Allen. And all they're trying to do is if they can just get to the playoffs, I'm taking Josh Allen. Maybe other 
other than Mahomes, I'm taking Josh Allen in every game as a matchup. Like I just, no matter if you, no matter how good, uh, whether the Dolphins finish, you know, 14 and three, and the the Bills finish 11 and six, I'm still taking the Bills in that game. I don't care if it's on the road because they're going to have the best player on the field. Michael, because you've done such a good job filling in for Vinny, is he going to bring you back a present from Italy? I feel like that's only the right thing to do. Uh, I don't, I don't know, but I did just get a text from him asking if uh, if I wanted to go to Vegas. So I don't, I don't. He might pay for that, maybe. You know, I, I don't know. That feels nice. You filled in for two yeah. weeks, just be like, hey man, get my <laughs> flight, and I'm in. Right? That seems reasonable. It only seems fair. It really does. Vegas seems like it'd be incredible to go to with Vinny Pasquantino. I don't know. You've hung out with him. You tell me. Yeah, no, I think I think uh, I think that'd be a good time. I, like, um, I was going to say I just like that he bought a couple of loud shirts for Italy, and then he's like, you know, I'm going to try these things out in Vegas too. Well, what, what's funny is actually my um, my sister works at Neiman Marcus in Chicago, and she's a she's into fashion. And so when we were in Chicago, I took Vinny to Neiman Marcus, and uh, he got some really really nice clothes. Uh, I won't name the, the amount of money he spent on them. <laughs> uh, he was at the outlets in Italy, and he texted me. He's like, hey, can you tell your sister that I'm at the uh, the Gucci store in Italy? And I can only imagine how much money he dropped uh, <laughs> at the outlet. So it'll be interesting to see what he comes back in. Michael Massey, our NFL insider. Uh, again, I, I guess we, we, first of all, appreciate you calling in, but – there's still a chance you call in next week. I don't know. Depending on Vinny Pasquantino's uh, decision-making process, you maybe you pipped him. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I mean, he's such a busy guy, too. I'm sure something's going to pop up between <laughs> now and then. You know, I, Who knows? But he's probably he, – you know what? He might have a deal now with the radio station over in Italy. You know, those are the things to worry about, too. That's, that's definitely a possibility. That is definitely true. Michael, appreciate you calling in, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. There you go. Michael Massey from the Kansas City Royals. He's our NFL insider. The last couple weeks filling in for our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. He did a fantastic job. Great job. So, Vinny, just Jets. First name, Jets fan. Vinny Testaverde, now a Jets fan. Also dropping a bunch of money at the Gucci store, apparently. Good for him. Good for him. You know, I wasn't going to... I wasn't going to say this, but I think it needs to be brought up as we continue to stoke the flames of this friendly rivalry between the two of those guys. Mm -hmm. So two weeks ago when Vinny was – the last time he came on with us before Michael started filling in, he said, hey, I already knew at that point that Michael was going to be his fill-in. He said, I'm going to try and get Michael on at the same time just so he can kind of feel how it goes. And And I said, sure, no problem. And then he said, actually, never mind. Michael's uh, buying a new truck, so he can't do it. And he said, quote, big leagues change people, man. <laughs> <laughs> and Vinny's now going to the Gucci and store so and Neiman Marcus. For him to say that, and then a mere two weeks later, we find out he is designer clothes shopping in Italy. Wow. I mean, again, I would as well. Wow, we're going to have to call him out. We're yeah, to call him you out can't do though. that. He called out Michael for doing it. Just for getting a truck. I see. Well, that's why now a he's offering. A vehicle that he might need. Sounds like he's offering to go on a trip to Vegas. Yeah, I think buying a new truck is is a much more reasonable purchase than. It depends, man. But, but <laughs> you know, throwing it in the bag at, at the Gucci at, store. Everybody's situation's different. Who knows? You would wear Gucci if you could. It, the, the, I don't uh, think you'd ever wear Gucci, even if you could afford it. I think you'd just buy more like. No, I mean, if I, vineyard vines polos or something, man. I, I don't have, think you would just go to Gucci. You take shots he at does. his fashion every <laughs> week. 
There's nothing I'm just wrong saying, with the, I think that the, that's more what he would buy than Gucci. Yeah. I, mean, I have a hard time I, imagining Gold deciding to I, wear Gucci. I don't think you're wrong. I would probably have an item or two. But overall, like, I'm very happy with the, uh, the shout-out Vineyard Vines quarter zips. I'm very happy. This is prime Vineyard Vine quarter zip season. You just wouldn't have to wait for, like, you know... Like if you went to an outlet to snag one for a good price or a good Black Friday, think, you could just go. I think you could pull off like a like a Gucci belt. Yeah, there's something like that. You like the, a lot of the stuff like yo know, just would be more. I just have some ridiculous luggage. Like, like my when you came in here fancy. with your backpack Nick, for Nick like your would, computer, it, Nick stuff. travels more than me. But if he could afford it, you'd have like some really nice Louis Vuitton luggage or something. No, I'd probably go with clothes. Okay, you travel I, enough to be worth it. You could actually. I make have a, a case. pair of I have a pair of uh, Versace loafers. Excuse Why? me? Why? I got them on sale a Loafers. couple years ago. Yeah. How, how much were they on sale? They were like 180 bucks. For loafers? No, they're like dress, lo- like something you would wear to, to like, like in. It, yeah, dress, okay. Like to yeah. a wedding. Yeah. Gotcha. So some dress shoes. Yeah, if you want to stunt. You ever, <laughs> don't, don't you hey, ever say that? Hey, when's the last time? Oh, hey, just answer the question. When's the last time you stunted, Gold? <laughs> The last time I So now you're him. making fun of his fashion. Don't single me out. Here's the funny thing. Every, ever every time what? we bring this up, it's funny. The, the whole fashion thing is always funny to me. As if both of you are fashion geniuses. No, that's definitely not. Like, at least Co- Cody, I feel like, at least admits it. Like, he doesn't claim to be it. No. He's wearing a random beer hoodie or whatever. Nothing wrong with that. But he doesn't. The, but still, the shots on the fashion, as if. Uh, it's funny that it comes from both of you, is all I'm saying. Like, if we dressed yeah, super fancy, you'd yeah. feel like. It would be more reasonable. I, because I don't stunt at work. I stunt <laughs> off the clock. Who am I stunting for here? Oh, I, all I see is you man. two. But now every there's single Hold day. on, but wait, now there's a video stream. Yeah, we can, the, the listeners should determine you, this. Should we start wearing, should tomorrow we all wear suits? No, that's uncomfortable for four no, hours. That's, then so, that's dumb. No, no. That's dumb. Why would you want to wear a suit while in the, on a radio show? Because now there's a video stream yeah, of the radio show. That's also not how we dress. It'd be so fake and phony. This no. is well, who, but this as Nick is... pointed out, in certain situations, I do dress in a suit. No. Never on this radio show have you worn a suit. Ever. No, I said in, in certain years. life situations. In three years. Not in radio, just in other life situations. So don't situations. wear one tomorrow. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Let's all wear suits tomorrow, Cody. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Nick, like let's like all it. wear that. Yeah. Nick right, was cool. supposed to wear the Nutcracker costume today, and he didn't. Uh, oh, who owns the Nutcracker costume? Not me. That is you. I got to remember, is it in the trunk of my car, or did I take it out? You want me to go run down and find it? In the break, yes. It's cold out. Um, maybe I'll go down. <laughs> Just there. immediately was talked out of doing it. Yeah, yeah well, that's so yeah. quick. I don't need to do that. Do you have notes for us today or not? Sure do. All right. Write something down. Next do I have notes for you today? As if I'm never not prepared with notes. I know what you guys are thinking. Oh, Champions Classic tonight. I bet Nick's gonna come with the college basketball team notes. No, no, it's a Tuesday. It's time for another edition of You're Canceled. Oh, boy. In today's day and age, it's so tough to keep up with who's being canceled, who's not, who's on the verge of getting canceled. I like to get out ahead of it. We're going to cancel them before they officially get canceled. And first up, Jeff Saturday haters, you're canceled. Jeff what, because Saturday. of one win against the lifeless Raiders? He was supposed to be the least qualified head coaching candidate of all time. And all he did was get a dub in his first career game. So we know one thing about Jeff Saturday. We don't know that he's going to be a great coach. We don't know that he's going to be a good coach. What we do know is he's a better coach than Josh McDaniels. If you guys can make an argument to the contrary, I would love to hear it. Josh McDaniels has been given a lot of different opportunities to succeed. This is his second go around. He sucked at the first job. 
He came into Vegas with a better roster than they had last year and has somehow made them worse. Ipso facto, if you were hating on That's Jeff Saturday. That's ipso factos already today on and the show. There's too many early. of them. There's and too I'm many not of them. done, <laughs> and I ain't even close to being done. I think we know that much. I think we know that Jeff Saturday's not the worst coach ever, even though he may have been the least qualified coach ever. As we talked about yesterday about this, I mean, I, I, I think those that were critical towards him personally, I don't think that was fair or justified. He's not supposed to turn down the job. And to his credit, he found a way to get a win in his first gig. Look, they're going to lose plenty of games down the stretch still. They were playing a terrible Raiders team, but good for him in that moment. If you want to be upset about the process and all that, fair, be mad at Jim Mersey. But I don't, I don't think anybody should have ill will towards Jeff Saturday. And I give him a lot of credit for finding a way, and that entire coaching staff, frankly, for finding a way to get a win against a bad football team. Probably as much about the rest of the coaching staff Gus putting together yeah. a plan so that they had something on paper to do before they rolled in who, that day. Who do we cancel from the Raiders? Because yesterday, Mike Mark, Mark, da- well, Mark Davis came out and basically, yeah, of course, made it a big societal thing. He said, you know, in today's day and age, everybody wants the instant gratification. Instant gratification. You're halfway through the season. You're two and seven. What are you talking about? This is not instant. This is now two and a half uh, also, months into the year. Also, for them, it is. And it needed to be instant because... You traded for Devontae Adams. You have an aging quarterback in Derek Carr that you decide to stick with. Your roster, let's not act like the Raiders roster was built for a three-year plan. They were built to go go from making the playoffs last year to maybe winning the division or making the playoffs. And now, of course, they're not going to make the postseason. They're in position to be a top-five pick. You know what it's feeling like is going to happen there, though? Like I know we all sort of expect it's only a matter of time before Josh McDaniels gets fired. That buyout is really big. I feel like they're going to turn Derek Carr into the scapegoat. Even though mm. it's not him, it's clearly he, I'm not saying Derek Carr doesn't have once Derek told Carr has limitations as a quarterback. Yeah. But the oh, you idea mean like that this this guy's not going to hold it together? Love, I love Josh. I love the car. I love our coaches. Um, they've had nothing but success. You know, way more success than I've ever had. You know, that's also and, not uh, accurate. I'm not sure that checks out. You know, I'm sorry. Derek, um, you know. I'm, to finish that. <laughs> oh, Derek. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, let's, yeah, I, I don't want to hear that again. We, we gave that enough run yesterday. Derek Carr, <laughs> probably going to be in, unemployed. Maybe he'll be starting for the Colts. Maybe the Colts can do that again next year. Let's get another quarterback who's past his prime and see if maybe he'll be the answer. Up next on your canceled, guys. I hate to do it because I love this play. The quarterback sneak is officially canceled Why? after what Why? happened. After one Why? fumble? One or do you not remember how the Bills got the ball in that oh, position to begin with? Yeah. Fourth and goal at the one-yard line. Kirk Cousins, quarterback no. sneak, doesn't get it. Very next play, Josh Allen, quarterback sneak, doesn't get it. Fumbles the ball. The quarterback sneak, I, ha- I hate to do it because you guys know. You guys know this about me. I love the quarterback sneak. I refuse to cancel the quarterback yeah, why, sneak. We have to. Canceling the quarterback sneak, no. Have to, it's man. still a very effective play. Well, Herbert it was a couple effective. times on Sunday Night Football, and it worked. Now that his ribs are healthy, I'm sure he'll okay. use it against the Chiefs on Sunday night. Let me ask you guys this. How many of the plays that, that Patrick Mahomes has run in his career resulted in him having a dislocated kneecap? One. And so what you're, play? Your team no, 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 never no, run gold. it again. 
Gold, just what was the play, though, for those who don't remember? The quarterback sneak. Quarterback sneak, uh, henceforth canceled. And last up on your canceled, guys, ageism. I've been trying to cancel wow. this wow. for Bold of us. months, and this show is so guilty of ageism <laughs> almost on a daily basis. But, guys, it's over after Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers get big wins over the weekend against playoff teams, legitimate playoff teams in the NFC. We wanted to write them off. We said they were past their prime over the hill. They, Cody said that Tom Brady was done. I, I stand repeat, by that, done competing in any significant way in the NFC. That team is going to win their division. We got to stop with the ageism. Let's just let let's give these guys their proper respect. They've given a lot to this league, and you need to start showing them some respect. This is mostly for Cody, uh, but <laughs> ageism henceforth canceled at least on this show You're awfully rich considering mm. you do nothing but call me old all the time constantly yeah, I on like this to, show because i like to give you a taste of your own medicine like how does it feel you know okay you can say that now but i'm going to remember this comment the next time you say something ageist which is far more often than me all i said is that tom brady was done that was it that was the only ageist comment i've said the greatest quarterback of all time and you're just Ready to write him off. Just for this year, yes. Well, what, now next year will be the year? No, I, I mean, I guess for good now. Okay, so there Move, we go. Moving forward. <laughs> Those are Nick's notable notes. Up next, we don't know the full extent yet of the availability for Juju Smith-Schuster, but if he's not, what does it mean for the offense? It has Cody worried. This is Cody and Gold, brought to you by KC Bobcat. Rent or own from KC Bobcat in Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. Don't miss the guys' Survivor League picks every Thursday at 1230 on 610 Sports Radio and always live on the Odyssey app.